0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at ArcadiaCognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. HBPRA. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. If you've been following along with the last few episodes of this podcast, you know that we've been discussing law enforcement reform as well as the different factors, relationships, and effects that contribute to the high-profile use of force incidents that have occurred. So far, we've addressed how to define the problem and how to build a solution, so today we're talking about where to start. Where is the best place to start that will not only have the immediate effect that we want, but also have the long-term effect that we need? Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, Craig, ready to get started this morning? Good morning to you. All right, speaking of where to get started, I guess we're just kind of continuing on the last... um, Few episodes that we did specifically talking about, you know, the, the the big topics of kind of police reform and where it's at and what we think of it, and and you know, based off a, a number of high profile incidents that we talk about. So this is kind of like the, I guess, the the last in that inst- installment, Greg. Um, I know we're looking at bringing in some other folks to be on the show and, and talk about a bunch of issues, but we're going to kind of jump in this today. And today we're talking about solutions and where to start and what to take into account. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll just kind of start off with a few opening comments, Greg, and then we'll kind of go from there if that works.
1: Perfect, buddy. I'm, I'm looking forward to them.
0: All right. Well, one of the most difficult parts of, of implementing a comprehensive solution to a very hard problem is knowing where to start. Determining a starting point for reform must take into account a number of important factors, including things like Cost benefit analysis, uh, barriers to entry, the likelihood of success, funding, second and third order effects of our actions, and most importantly, time. I say that time is the most important element for two reasons. One, due to the enormous amount of social pressure that is generated over high profile incidents that we discuss, policymakers feel the need to rapidly implement reform. This knee jerk reaction approach does not allow for a proper analysis of the issue, let alone the proper analysis of implementing a new policy. This type of reaction also leads to the second reason why time is the most important element to take into consideration. That reason is, what will the effects of this policy be 20 years from now? Like I've said in previous episodes, we are just now dealing with the results of failed policies from the past. Things like mass incarceration, heavy criminal charges for drug possession, adoption of military tactics and equipment, and the procedural mandates that force police officers to make decisions based on political policy rather than personal judgment, have all led us to the point we find ourselves at today. So on that note, Greg, where do we start?
1: Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, stunning. And I I love we always talk about time. And we talk about the gift and time and distance. And you talked about cost-benefit analysis, Brian. I would add cognitive task analysis. I know you didn't say it just for brevity, but it's the same thing. Listen, we don't even know what the problem is. We're just wrapping our hands around the problem. And already I'm seeing that they're spending millions of dollars on this new reform. Okay, so who are the team of experts, Brian, that sat down and said, here are the three most important factors? And you know what? Because time is a factor, what's going to happen when this new team of super cops that are out there has to shoot the first black kid with a gun on the street? You get what I'm trying to say? And unravels all of those policies, Brian, because nobody thought about, Hey, listen, we have to tell the public that when we come in to change this, this is going to change too. We don't think about those spirals. And I'll give you a perfect example that just hit me while we were talking. Tennessee versus Garner. Tennessee versus Garner changed police work forever. 1985. Yeah, real quick, jump in and give us a quick Uh, quick explanation. a, a, A street explanation. A couple of coppers go to an abandoned house on a call Uh, kids, there stealing copper kid runs through the backyard to get away from the cops. There was no uh, law that said you couldn't shoot at a fleeing felon. As a matter of fact, it was encouraged. I'm from that era. And, uh, we used to have what's called the dump pouch to dump all the brass and reload as you were running and shooting at felons. Okay. So technically the kid was a felon, but he wasn't hurting anybody. And it was a property crime. He goes to get away. The coppers who can't chase him because they're physically out of shape as well. They think nothing is wrong. And and the world at that time thought nothing was wrong with gunning them down. A kid dies for the copper from an abandoned house. So Tennessee versus Garner comes along and changes how you do it. Can't shoot from a moving vehicle. Can't shoot to a moving vehicle. Can't shoot a fleeing felon. You have to have probable cause to escalate that level of violence. But Brian, it took the world, specifically the way the United States goes, sooner or later, the world starts catching on too. But the world of police work, certainly, it changed how you did business on the street. But guess what, Brian, it took 40 years. We're still feeling the effects of it. It's still the law of the land, but it didn't just start one day and everybody goes, you know, ding, dong, the wish that, you know, we all danced around the yellow brick road. It took 40 years of hard learning and people going to jail and the wrong person getting killed and everything to get better, to get back where we needed to be. And And those effects are still visible today. Yes. So for somebody right now, Brian, and, and I think they should play your monologue again at their city council meeting for somebody right now that's saying, Hey, we're going to implement change and we're going to change this. Look, look, we, we all understand that defunding is going to do nothing but just letting, uh, the most brazen of uh, uh, dangerous criminals run the streets. We yep. don't want that. Nobody wants that. Nobody in Minneapolis or Wisconsin or a- Atlanta well, wants it, that it, either. And it, you
0: know? it, it, it doesn't just let the most brazen criminals. It then starts to do what? If you got that 20, 60, 20 you know, split, right? Oh, you got course. criminals all the way over on one side, police all the way on the other, and then you got the kind of fence that Most people sit in the middle. Yep. Well, if you let all of that that 20% or 10, it's a smaller number than that. I've just used that for illustration purposes, it, it, but the most yeah. brazen criminals start to do even more and more. Well, that starts to influence even like the kind of lower level criminals around them. Now they start stepping up instead of being in yep. somewhat fear. Right. So, so it gradually gets, gets worse o- over time. No, no, so- you're,
1: and, and add this, Brent, you're touching on something that nobody wants to talk about. COVID also has changed the way business is done. Yes. I'll give an example from firsthand uh, experience. Uh, Gunnison uh, uh, County, for example, uh, Gunnison County uh, can't take COVID into jail cells and they they, they can't transfer prisoners to the Montrose facility. And uh, so even on some like a call, like a DUI, they're going to give a ticket, park the car, drive the person home. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Rather than do the normal enforcement method. Well, let me tell you, that's little Gunnison. People, specifically recidivist of hard-hitting felons. They've seen the change. They've seen that cops aren't willing to tangle with them. They see that the you know there's no place for them at the end, and that that the world has changed over the last year. So they're getting more violent. The crime. That, listen, I'm not talking statistics. The same amount cops die. That evens out like the lottery. That evens out like Wall Street. But what I am saying is people take advantage of situations. Just like during the Dust Bowl, just like during the uh, Wall Street crash, all that other stuff, criminals right now are not afraid to tangle because they understand there's a different kind of law enforcement. So if we base your math, your algorithm of police change on this time, it's going to change in a year. And it's going to change in four years. What are we going to do then, Brian? Are we going to go back and and go? Well, we really didn't mean that law that we implemented. You can't do that. It's not how well, things work.
0: and 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 that's why I I think time is the most important factor because yep. of what you just said. And even with even with talking about different types of statistics, it 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 takes time for us to see the effects of these policies of course it, it takes a, it takes a long time sometimes and and even though we see this immediate gratification of something oh this stopped because we implemented that policy it's not always the case and you you still don't know and th- and that's why you know when you get things like like corruption corruption doesn't just it doesn't just affect right there at the time when someone's being corrupt it takes generations right it takes it takes decades and years to to really uh one build back trust to um it, to to really truly get rid of it to to really feel the effects of how that You're occurred exactly right and, and so so th- this is now where we're at we're dealing with it so that's why i always frame it as what we're seeing now is the effect of something from the past, right? It's not happening right now. It's not something that blew up. It's not some random change that occurred. All of a sudden, the stoplight uh, turn green, and all this this yep. has happened. No no, 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 no. This is this right. is this is something that's happened over time. So we need to look back in order to look forward, right? We have to go. Well, how did we get here? Yep. What were the factors? And and we've outlined a whole bunch of that, right? In the in the previous episodes, especially. So if you're just listening to this one now, just go back and listen to the last three episodes, um, and, and and we discuss all of those. But the the idea is, then I, I now have to look at all those things. So I brought up, you know, a cost benefit analysis. What are the barriers to entry? Uh, what if we start too small what if we go too big these are all good questions that we need to ask in terms of where to start and and when talking about where to start because there's so many opinions because there's so many stakeholders in this right there's a lot of noise and and you know people should have their say right they, they get to have their say about what yep. they think should be done but my big thing to focus on is and we take obviously we take everything from a training standpoint of how to train to to change this. But my focus would be here's here are the areas in police work that you can focus on because yep. Um, politicians come and go, right? The the wind changes direction and everyone wants someone from the left and they want someone from the right. Then they want to be tough on crime. They and don't, they know don't want they to want. T- But well, but, but right. But it's They're because it's just a, it's an emotional knee jerk reaction Which sure. typically we have little understanding of a lot of these policies. You can't fully understand every policy that's out there or, or every topic you don't need to have an opinion on, but right? it's just too much. There's a way wait. wait. So, so that's what we were supposed to use our uh, subject matter experts for, but the, the idea is is those things can change. Um, um, attitudes within the community can change overnight because of a social media post, right? So so that stuff kind of changes in the wind, but this is why we get down to policy and procedure and things that you can codify, write down and train to because that's that's where you can implement change and you can implement change that will affect, uh, it, have an immediate effect on the ground and a long-term right. effect, on the ground, right? So that's where I always like to, I, I've got this big, you know, it's, it's, this problem is like, you know, it's, it's like the universe out there spinning, right? I've got all these planets rotating around the sun. I've got all kinds of stuff out here and it's like, okay, well, where do I want to jump in and start? And I always say start there because you can affect change at the street level, you're you know, exactly tax right. level, operational level, and overall strategic level. And that will change over time. And that's why I always vector into this is the approach I want to take to it. Does that make so, sense? So No, you're
1: spot on. And, and what I would say, Brian is I'll answer your question. The question you posed to me, I'll answer it. I just had to frame it. I'll I'll answer the where and how, because I think those two things are inextricably linked. So I can only speak from experience. So the very first thing that happened when I, when I moved to Colorado, Shelly and I came to Colorado to to open up
0: uh, the Dude and guest ranch and presumably ranch. to retire, but it, it oh, thank you to the forward. listener that sh- that sent in the photo of that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Hey. that was so cool.
1: Great, I painted that sign. So
0: thank you very <laughs> much for that.
1: That that's me with the Powderhorn Ranch brand, and Greg and Shelley. Uh, but but what what a blast in the past. So so uh, Brian, we had to work while the the uh, ranch was prepared. A real estate uh, deal like that doesn't just go in days. Yeah, it takes it's yeah, months, it takes and then yeah. ended up taking eighteen months. Uh, so, uh, I have a police station, uh, that was looking for a chief of police and they were looking specifically for an interim chief of police, which means they had their eyes set on this person. They were going to hire him and it took a lot longer than they thought. So I inherit and I'm not going to name, because I don't want to go to federal prison. I'm not <laughs> going to name the agency, uh, uh, or uh, like say something like Vale Valley, uh, to narrow it down or anything. But the idea is it's a progressive agency along the I-70 corridor. And I drop in, and here they hand me this, this thing. This is the way it's always been done. And I go, okay, that's cool. So I meet with the town council, meet with everybody else, and say, what are the number one problems? Well, uh, I'll give you just a couple of those problems uh, black pants, military boots, uh, leather jackets, uh, gray, gunmetal gray police cars. You get what I'm trying to yeah. say? So, so, well, now we have a, we have an issue with perception perhaps. So the very first thing that I spent money on in the agency is getting baseball cards made up. So everybody that was a copper on the agency had to wear the new uniform, which was a lot less militaristic. And they had to be in a position. They were the batter. They were the catcher with a wad of uh, chewing gum in their mouth. <laughs> uh, they were the pitcher. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And the idea was it was stats. Where were you born? How long you've been with the agency? A, a quote that you like. And we passed them around. And any kid. Uh, uh, in this city, again, I'm not going to say the city that could put together, uh, the team, all of the baseball cards the nine, uh, uh, there were total for, for this episode, got to go to dinner anywhere. And all the coppers would come by and have their pictures taken with them and everything else. Everybody goes, Oh, oh, that's really happy, touchy feeling. Now it was, so you could look at the card and go, that's my Personal policeman. I need to know who that cop is that's that's working in this area because I agree, Brian, with our policy that we will take training door to door if that's what it takes and get you out of your house and demonstrate it in your driveway. So that was the first phase. The second phase was to ask everybody what the problem was. And the problem was illegal immigration. Okay, what do you mean? Well, I can't go anywhere without having bilingual this and that and the other because illegal immigration. So I go, okay, that's your problem. So I went and did my own investigation and found out that the three biggest hotel chains and the two biggest ski resort companies there, I don't want to tread on, on ground and get sued, all employed illegal aliens for all of their workforce. There wasn't a person that I could go in there without a Terp translator because yeah. Mal Espanol to do the interviews with. And I talked to the people in their HR people said, what are we going to do? we got them all here. It's the cheapest way to do business. And we've done business in the valley this whole time. If your cops would stop arresting them, and if ICE would stop coming in and deporting them, maybe things would be better. So I said, okay, so here are the tiers of the problem. And I went to the the city attorney and I said, what are we going to do? And they're like, okay, they're illegal. We got to deport them. Well, wait, do we? So what we did is we came up with a plan and we came up with the U.S. Department of the Interior and the U.S. Border Patrol and everybody else that was in the community and said, we're going to stage a pancake breakfast and we're going to advertise the shit out of it. And it's going to be bilingual. Please come. No strings attached. Anybody can come to this because what we're going to have is these speakers. We're going to have the ADA. We're going to have a speaker from immigration. We're going to have all these people to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, how the emergency room works. Will you get arrested if you take your poor kid to the emergency room? So we did it all. At this pancake breakfast, chief of police talked, me, uh, uh, the fire chief talked. Uh, 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 great guy, rusty or, you know, dusty, whatever his name was. Uh, everybody talked and we had uh, interpreters and translators and pamphlets and coloring books and everybody felt the anxiety go away. Look, if you call the police for a domestic, you're not going to prison. If you get pulled over, don't flee because you're not going to prison. You're not going to get deported. But what, what do you think we did the next month, Brian. We had a hit list, and, and I apologize to use terminology like hit or police force for those uh, uh, people covering their ears right now. That's just with the terminology it was called. What we did is we made, we compiled a list of uh, prior deported felons that were dangerous. And we put it out to the community, just like wanted posters, and said, here's the people that we're going after you will see immigration and uniform police all over next weekend because we're going to spend 36 hours and round these guys up. And we did, we had the buses parked. We had all that. and guess what? The community was like, okay, we're okay with that. So we targeted police work. Do You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so we allowed certain things to occur knowing that on the greater scheme of things, the community would support these, but they wouldn't support those. We trained the officers that there was uh, uh, ways to adjudicate capers and put bad guys in jail but to defer other things that were going on. And, and, and Brian, for the, for the 18 months that we implemented that policy in that place, it worked and I can only imagine that it's still working in some capacity now. So that was instrumenting, uh, implementing rather change at a local level, right. starting small, but addressing the problems the community had and only using targeted police work to get where we needed to go, not bothering
0: the working man, not bothering the skier, you know? no and and that's uh that kind of brings up the point too though of of what I even kind of talked about at the beginning which is which is an, I mean I know that those policies one can that work at a local level so because the first thing everyone does is to do what oh that's great for that time and place and that worked there but you can't do that at scale like y- y- one right. yes yes you can one two right. you, and you right. don't one well, First of all you don't need to like that was the whole point is start with one neighborhood that's it yes. that's it Start with one neighborhood, and if you can do it in one neighborhood, well, you can do it in that whole whole town. Or if you do that whole town, oh. you do that whole city. Do you, I mean, that's that's the yes. whole point. Is like, Didn't you just do start, that in
1: Iraq and Afghanistan? Yeah, We're well, on that, the ground doing that, that with village stability and other programs. That, that's
0: on. the thing is, we could take those. Le- those are the lessons learned we need to be taking and, 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 and yes. implementing here. Uh, different case over there because there was no strategy because administrations changed left and right. And there was no clear policies there, but but that's a right. different story. But. We, we, and the the other thing, this is the U.S., so so we're not leaving in, in, in any time soon. In fact, fact, never. This is where we live, so yep. you can do that. But but that brings up, uh, why I also put, you know, I put procedural mandates uh, force people to make decisions based on the political policy rather than personal judgment. So yes. you were able to sit there, get everyone on board, and say, okay, what do we really want to do here? But then there's going to be someone now that says, "Well, no, that's that's a crime. That's illegal. That person has to be arrested too." And and the idea is this crime is not black and white. It is legally in terms of sentencing or in terms of court procedures. Or this is a crime and this isn't. There's guidelines, sentencing guidelines. But exactly. but, but 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 meaning you don't have to. Does a prosecutor have some sort of say over what they're willing to prosecute and not prosecute? You're
1: absolutely right. And that's the key person in that neighborhood, Brian, the prosecuting attorney of a neighborhood, of a village, of a city, of a town is the most critical person to get on board with these changes, you're exactly right. Be-
0: because that that's a huge, huge um, one, that's a lot of power and authority that they have yes. right there, and responsibility, yep. a huge amount. But that that's the point, that's wh- with the, with their level of experience and where they got to, they're supposed to be able to make that call based on the totality of the circumstances to whether or not even prosecute charges. So why is that important? Because this is exactly what we're talking about. What you did is, is say, all right, Let's let's remove all of this right here and say yes. Even if those are crimes, how serious are those crimes? And and like you even said about people going, well, they're in here working and yep. they're taking these jobs. It's like, well, yeah, it's because there's a demand for them. So so the simple yeah. supply and demand is going to take over. Let the market decide, right? And look at what happens. Okay, so now if this is going to occur, we don't have to go after everyone. Let's just focus on that small percentage. And and that's important to bring up too, is because that is a small percentage. Meaning, uh, you know. Know, recidivism is huge, meaning people like it's something yes. like you know, 10% of criminals commit 90% of the crimes or something. Yep. Like, meaning, yep. you're, you're more likely to, there's only a small percentage that is doing the worst, the worst, and doing it over and over again versus you know, just the total of all crimes committed in the United States. And that's that's important to understand that what you went after right there is that targeting example where do we want to use our uh, uh everything we have, all of our resources to get the most bang for your buck. Well, I don't yeah. have to go for everyone. But that goes into what I was getting at the the whole uh, about policy and procedure. So because things have become so policy and procedural oriented, it's what? It's no, I have to arrest this person. It says here... This policy says, when this occurs, I must, I must uh, arrest this individual and take them to jail. That's what now, then after the fact, the prosecutor can come in and say, oh, well, we're not going to prosecute those. Now, here's the problem. If you don't have that plan at the beginning of what you're going to prosecute, what you're not, now you're wasting that police officer's time. You're getting him or her possibly in the trick bag, getting a really dangerous situation only to find out that, well, we're not really going to do Capers that. Papers going nowhere. Like, right, it will, right. well, now you've just wasted maybe you you one you wasted time, you wasted money, you wasted resources uh, on on that police officer doing that, and he or she didn't even know that that was going to happen on the back end. So this is where right. that communication comes into play. And where do we start? Well, that. So, so, but because, let's go to that point. Your your point right there was well made, Brian. Okay. So
1: you started with recidivism. When we talk about recidivism, folks, that's just a person that, that offends repeatedly. Yeah. And, 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 and the idea is that that's where our laser, uh, uh focused, uh, uh, warrant service, all that other stuff should be. Uh, uh, why Brian? Because we're not talking about a person that's shoplifting. We're talking about violent, convicted felons yeah. that reoffend violently. And, and what are those numbers? Well, uh, uh the best study that I, I could find was two years ago, 64% of them within a few years of the release are going to be caught up in another violent felony. Those two words go together in this instant, yeah. violent felon. So, so are you saying that we can laser focus police work? Listen, we're always going to have to have, uh, uh, things like, uh, traffic control. So saying traffic stops are out. Listen, Uh, vehicle uh, driving is inherently dangerous. Uh, uh, We can't allow things like drunk driving, just like we can't allow things like domestic violence, because those are the ones that's been out of control. Uh, Look at this weekend. What a violent weekend. Yeah, in
0: Colorado Springs. uh,
1: Yeah, Colorado Springs. And there was another one in uh, Baltimore or Boston. You know, I always get those mixed up with the the birthday party and another horrible situation uh, that involved the shooting. So listen to me, folks. Why can't we, Brian? Why can't we say, This is our hit list. And again, I apologize for the vernacular, but these are the things that we as a community hold as being most important. And we will show up at the town council or the city council meeting, and we plan on holding our police department, police chief and prosecuting attorney accountable, including our judges who we can vote out. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's not like a college uh, professor that has tenure. Why can't we start there? I'm saying that if we have a cogent message that people want to get on board, not this ultra fucking knee jerk react, pardon my language. Every time somebody gets shot now, it's say the name, do the March, do all that other stuff. Listen, I'm sorry. Those people are dying too. Yeah, but, but We're those, not moving
0: the bubble. No. We're,
1: we're doing nothing but having it, emotional angst and destroying property. Well, and spending money on, on symptoms, not the cause.
0: Yeah. That's, that's addressing the symptoms and then also not understanding the cause. And then also we're you, you're, you know, the, the the outrage and the protest and all yeah. that is is, is su- you're supposed to use that as a tool. You know that's not okay. the end. That's not the that's not what you do. That's a, that's a, meant to be attached to a message or a policy change or some action or Precisely. some overall different you know uh, strategy. You don't just you don't just go post something on social media about it that, that no that doesn't do anything. Right. That that's a that the out uh, that yep. it's that's supposed to be used as a tool. But one of the things you, you kind of brought up it just kind of dawned on me is is, is targeting targeting violence versus targeting crime right two right. two different things almost right targeting that what what are violent behaviors versus criminal behaviors right um like you said and and sometimes it's it's not as easy as we're we're making it out to be but but there are you can start with only the the most violent types of of crimes and criminals right and that's a, obviously we're talking about cuz today's topic is where do we start Right. So this is why I get into here policing uh uh court systems prosecutors all that stuff those are easy 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 low calorie ways to start because one those are all the people that are the most educated in our society about the problem, right? Meaning they understand it uh, because they're living it every day. Right. And you can also write and codify different policies and procedures easier for there. Exactly. Like you can't make a community policy saying, you know, no, as a me- member of the community, we will do this or think this way. It's just that's just not going to work. They're gonna people are gonna do what they're gonna do. But here where, where you can make a change, um, I think that's a that's a good place to start. And starting that way is identifying some of those barriers and 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 I know we're already talking about those barriers, right? Yeah. What are those barriers to entry? Well, one, yeah, the individual, uh, I don't, if the the district attorney isn't working with the police hand in hand, you have a serious issue right there of of how we're going to create this policy and with the community saying, we're not going to go after this, but we are going to go after this. we will take,
1: we won't take this. Exactly. But look, listen, look at the stripes. Last talk that you and I had, we talked about how uh, uh, organized, uh, sports uh, do it. And that's a model we could follow. I will also tell you, pardon pardon me, it's minor earthquake here. I would tell you that we could also look at the dope policy. My generation, uh, any amount of marijuana, was illegal. It's still hard for me to understand that you can drive around, uh, smoking a blunt anywhere and nobody cares anymore. It, what a change, but it was a change. Okay. And some people would tell you that it's a positive change and it's certainly a moneymaker, Brian. So, so let's, let's put it in perspective with what I was telling you about that one community in Colorado. So now you know I'm involved in another community in Colorado, okay? So here that community has a lot of those same things. It's a destination resort that's got skiing, it's got hotels, it's got all this stuff, and it's got two it's year round trust me but it's got two major seasons that that spring summer season right where people are trying to get out of the hot texas and come up and party and they don't want to be in oklahoma and then you got that winter season that and then everything else is shoulder season like with wildflower festivals and biking and hiking and stuff so people are outside all the time much the same as in california here right but the idea is that to work here it costs a lot of money It costs a tremendous amount of money to live here. I know that even going to city market to buy your groceries is a big expense. So now we have this conundrum, the low price college worker that we want to appeal to, to come in, to be our uh, guest attendant or a gate agent or clean the rooms or anything. Can't afford to live here. Right now what's happened is illegally the people have said, Okay, I'm going to put eight people into one bedroom in my house right. and rent them out. Or I'm going to allow a little house that doesn't have the sanitation, right, or, or the electrical hookup. It's in an extension cord. Well, what's happening, Brian, is those impact public safety. So mm-hmm. now it also impacts the motel in town where the person goes, wait a minute, I'm playing by the rules and paying taxes and doing all this other stuff. I can't get somebody to stay at my place long term. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because you're illegally doing, well, listen, that's got to come to a head. And when it does, people have to, uh, calmly, rationally look, having a protest down the street saying I can't afford to live here is not going to move the dial. Brian, it's not going to do what we need to do. And and sometimes the person that's the business person that says, Hey, I'm running a hotel. I don't want to accept this because I'm going to lose business. Sometimes we have to balance the scale to see what's best, not only for today, but for the future, I saw a commercial last night drove me nuts. It said, "Live in the moment, kiss my ass, live <laughs> in the moment." That's why we're in this problem. Yeah, what we have to do is Brian, you, do we or do we not have well, to you, forecast
0: you, you, what if might you, happen be- before you can live in the moment? You have yeah. to you, you have to have policies and procedures and a process, whether that's your own personal one or something else, to, Somebody, to allow yeah. you going a movement going forward. Otherwise, I you're agree. just you're just uh, uh you're yoloing everywhere, well, right? Just,
1: we're just living in the moment, Brian. Yeah, no, right uh, that that's great. Is well, that resilient? No, that's called the unbathed hippie. Yeah, so don't, it's don't
0: be it's called it's called walking through your environment, just reacting to whatever's going on Coolous. around you. Just exactly. be, best of luck to you. Well, that's but, a
1: perfect example of what we mean by knee jerk. You get what I'm yeah, trying to say. And, and the wind blows, I go.
0: Yeah, that and and that's that's why I also kind of brought that up is because yeah. we want these um fast solutions and and usually that that's not the best answer because we don't if you don't take the time to study it and research it and figure out what's going to happen you don't know where it's going to end up 5 10 20 years from now and that's what we need right. to focus on where do we want this to be where, where, where do we want it to be in five years 10 years 20 years yes. where, what do we want our kids to 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 live like i mean that needs to be the focus and and i understand that there is a lot of social pressure because humans are, are naturally emotional creatures especially the larger the group we get in the 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 less reasonable we are the dumber we are and the more emotional we are the that you can look up all the research on that if you want that's that's pretty much how it works and so what we end up doing is also greg it's like we go after um we go after a person, right? We go, let's, let's get rid of, like you said, let's get rid of the mayor. Uh, let's get yep. rid of that police officer. Let's get, let's fire the police chief. Hey, let's take, well, even kind of what we're talking about. I, I think people take it the wrong way. say let's go after the most violent offenders. They go, oh, let's get, let's take that, that uh, uh, drug kingpin down. Let's take down the leader of the group. Let's Here's one. The, let's cut the head <laughs> off the snake. Oh, and yeah. how does, how does that, how does that work out for us? Well, I mean, I'll
1: tell you, you, you can, we can prove it right now, folks. We no longer need uh, uh uh DEA uh because El Chapo has been captured and he's in prison. So you wanted El Chapo, him. he's the head, he's the guy, Brian. Well, there's and, no more terrorism
0: anymore. We got bin dead. Laden. Well bin Laden's back. dead,
1: so thank no. God we've lived these last few years without terrorism. Shut up. And what's the one number number one thing that we saw in Iraq and Afghanistan? Brian killing was was it was like it was free. It was like it was a contest. Kill these terrorists. Here's the top. Well, Do you remember the cards? Well, no, Iraq? no, no. That, that's the, the whole the, 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 the that players.
0: That, they had like the a uh, hundred people on like this this high HVT list, this kill capture list, especially in Iraq. And and here's the thing is as they're going through that list, um, they kept capturing and killing people. the 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 list still stayed at a hundred. I Meaning they just kept adding people to the list. So it's like not, so that's the warning
1: for targeted police work, right? When you have targeted police work, you have to have a beginning, a middle and an an end. end. What is our mission and who's on the ground? What is our desired end state? Brian, if you don't know the desired end state, what we are is in this Mobius loop, right? Of mission creep, because guess what's going to happen? That machine has to be fed. You got to feed the beast. Listen, those billions and trillions of dollars that we're spending in a in a foreign country to support the war, you're not going to have a contractor just go, okay, time out, that's enough. Do you see what I'm trying to say? They're going to have to find a new thing. So, so reestablishing those uh, mission boundaries. I want uh, police to stop the shootings on my street, but I don't want them to shoot my kid. I want them to come in and stop the illegal drag racing that's creating... Uh, I can't get business into my families aren't coming here anymore. There's people dying on the street, but I don't want you to arrest my kid. I want to stop police pursuits, but I don't want you to chase my kid. Brian, it's not pendulous. We create the pendulum effect. Yeah. What we have to do is we have to sit down and we have to say, this is what we're talking about. Are you pro or are you anti? And we got to be in it. We have to have skin in the game for the long haul. This will not be solved this year. Okay. And, 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 and. We want to take down uh, this statue, but we want to put up this statue. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. We're we're really quickly putting these memorials out there. And I don't want anybody to die. And God bless everybody that has. And I'm sorry for it. But the the more monuments that you're putting up to this one thing, the more divisive you're making our nation. What you got to do is you got to stop that. And you got to take a look and say, how do we fix? Where do we start? How far do we want to go? What do we want to invest? to creating a solution and, and two parts of it cost benefit analysis. If it's too expensive, Americans are never going to go for it. cognitive task analysis, which means what is it we're targeting? And, and I know I'm misusing that word. I'm doing it on purpose for our Cognorati that that are listening, but Brian, what will the community accept when we get to the point where the community just has figureheads, we're not going to get anything done. But if we have the autocrats or if we have a, uh, you know, a, a community that's led like Boulder, uh, police doesn't have police. The Boulder has agents and they're an accredited uh, police force. And it's really wonderful because nothing happens there. But then the little girl that, that got murdered in her sleep, that's uh, still all over the news. The little uh, uh, cute chick can't think of her name. That happened in Boulder. So, so bad things happen. The recent shooting of the, of the, of the uh, uh, city market, uh, Kroger, whatever, that was in Boulder. You get what I'm trying to say? That was right down the, the, down the street. So if you want to change the perception of police, You got to change not just the look of police. We're having that in Crested Butte now. Crested Butte has a a Black Lives Matter contingent up there. They had a four-hour meeting, and one of the first things they wanted to adopt is changing the way that the police look. Okay, that's part of it. I did that, too, in that police agency I was talking about. But softening the look of the police is only a huge part of it because we need police presence to keep the bad people out of the community. We need the police to make contacts so the people know who they are, but we also have to have a system of checks and balances. And that is if we have a community advisory board and Brian, they're not trained in, for example, police tactics or the law, how effective are they going to be? Do you see what I'm trying to say? We have to stop the emotional uh, uh, side of this. We have to approach the clinical. How well, would a uh, uh, scientist uh, approach this problem?
0: Yeah, and there's there's different initiatives to to do that, but but again, um, I whether or not they're good, some may be great, some may be awful, some may be short sighted, some may be very very well thought out. Um, it, it, it's not, um, you know, a lot of times what doesn't get thought about is is how do you integrate that with things other with with a address, while addressing or taking into conser- yeah. consideration all of the other issues right because if you start doing that like like specific example we want we want the police to dress and look differently okay well but why i mean meaning what what's what's the what are you trying to get out of that like start yeah. there what's what's the uh, meaning what's the what's the end state like you said what's the result you're going for with that with that decision versus Let's just change up the way they look like the the point there. There has to be a point there. And, you know, to kind of to 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 go back to again, too, we talk about like, you know, the, the cutting that cutting the head off the snake of let's yeah. just change everything. Let's get rid of this one. Is that, you know, that's part of the reason why we have a lot of the issues that we have, you know, how we used to go after crime and criminals and criminal networks and everything. Right. We keep looking at it that way of let's work our way up to the top and get rid of this guy or girl or whoever's running the show. Right. And then right. what happens is you end up creating instead of one highly organized gang or 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 you know, you now have everyone breaks up after that, and you have you have now 10 new gangs with young kids running it, you know, it, it in, in charge of things versus some highly organized criminal outfit with people with experience. And that is a good lesson's learned that I don't think we really focus on. That's what happens when we just try to keep taking our head off the snake and take out the leadership and do this. It doesn't really have the effect that we want. And that goes into, like you said, different, okay, let's get a new police chief who's going to come in with all these cool ideas. It's like, well, (laughs) hang hang on. I don't, I don't really know if making these small little changes, unless it's part of a larger plan or a different approach, you're, you're just, you're, you're just kind of rolling dice and hoping for the best and thinking this might work. And, and I, again, this goes back to Why are we doing this? What do we want the end state to be? You're spot on with that one. And I
1: can give you, again, a personal example. I only know what I know, Brian. Uh, So I'll tell you that a lot of the people that worked with me over the years in my capacity as a law enforcement officer didn't like my policy when it comes to hiring from outside the agency. And and I know, as a matter of fact, even Shelley, uh, Shelly and I had very very deep arguments about this. My thing was uh, corruption corrupts absolutely, right? And power corrupts absolutely as well. So what happens in an agency is over time you don't see, but there's a a, a a groove of a record begins, and that groove gets deeper the more that the the road patrol guy becomes a corporal, now he's a sergeant, now he's a lieutenant, now he's running day shift or whatever else the agency starts to take on the look of the individuals. And that's wrong. The agency should take on the look of the community. It should respond to the needs of the community, and it should listen to the words of the community. So I always say, hire from outside, have a community, go look for the person that they want, have those people compete in some manner, and then hire the best qualified. Boy, did I look like an ass. But the idea is if you're a police officer and you think that the community doesn't know what's best for it, you have to rethink how how where you're working. That's all I'm trying to tell you.
0: Because the community gets
1: the police work they deserve.
0: But that's that's kind of what you know, and and we've talked about this in other ones. That that's my biggest issue is we look at the leadership or we look at a person, right? You just said it, it takes on that that agency and that could be a company. That could yes. be a uh, a city or whatever it is. It takes a restaurant. On, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. yeah. It takes on the look of the individual or the the personality of that, or, or and and that might be great when you have that really great person that everyone loves who's in charge or something. But but if you if you allow that to to continue, then it's going to be someone else, and that's going to change the culture and uh, redefine how things are. But but that's the my approach with all of this, Greg. Is take. Take the human out of it. Let's take all of that junk out of it. We're not looking for someone with all of these different leadership traits and specific experiences, and I don't know some leadership c- certificate from some Ivy League institution or something like that's what we think. And and oh, they're a good person or it, this. Like it, it should transcend all of that. The policies and procedures and the approach to it, that process should be what it's about. Here's what it is. So so now if if you're 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 going to bring in your own personality traits and your biases and your different life experiences to that process, right? And hopefully that will improve it. But the idea is, this is what it is. This is what we're all on board with. This is what we agree to. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not carrying yourself in this manner, if you're not bound to these policies and procedures, then you're gone. And and. It's going to stick out if you have negative personality traits, if you have uh, uh, implicit biases exactly. that are horribly wrong or, or off. You know, it's going to show if you have a sound process and you have sound policies. And that's what I mean by that. And and, and that's when it goes to I mean, you look at the military and even law enforcement. They're good examples of this because so every military the US military and each branch has its own you know code of ethics it's its ethos it's uh values and you have to learn those and and you know everyone talks about all the different leadership that comes in, and some people are more natural at it. And there's training, and there's education in it, and there's this, and everyone gets experience in it. But it goes back to they're written down for a reason. Are you following this list of values? Do right. you do you exemplify these traits that we want? Because it's because it's listed out right here. Where are these? Are you showing these or not showing these? So it it takes the individual out of it, meaning it's not it. So they're meaning they're really good leaders. Look at they they, they're showing every single one of these leadership traits, and this is how they do it. That's incredible. Uh, That guy or girl over there, they're they're showing none of these. They're they're clearly a bad leader. The idea is go back to what you have written down. Don't rely on the person or or, oh, they're a really great speaker. So they must be really good at their job. It's like, no, just go back to what you have written down.
1: You're, You're spot on the other side of that coin and the same logic, uh, uh, take the human and the emotion out of it. Brian in 10 years, are we going to look back at the cases that, uh, we've put on the television this last year? Are we going to be as proud then as we are now? I would argue with you that we've created some damage that it's going to take years to fix because what we've done is we've made such a pendulous move just to show, so there. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so uh, you know, somebody told yeah. me, hey, uh, 400 years of struggle, and finally we got the answer to it. Well, if you invested 400 years and that was your answer, I feel sorry for you because there's a lot of work left to do. And I will, Shauna by Shauna, shoulder to shoulder, work with you on fixing it. But every time that we do one of those emotional ones, just to make us feel good, Brian. We have to come back and fix it at a later time. And yes. in the news, the news media will cover that in a 46. It certainly won't be a headline. Well, and case law is never good law. Case law always comes from the worst possible sequence of events. And, and I'll tell you what, we're not doing ourselves a favor by picking and choosing which ones that we do, Brian, we will, we will be ashamed sooner or later.
0: No. And, and that, that, Get get to it. You brought up the point of uh, of Tennessee versus Garner at yeah. the beginning of the the episode, and that that's the whole thing. I mean, it was the kid was you know trying to flee over a fence. He wasn't armed. He got shot in the back, and yep. everyone went, "Hey, hang on, what the hell are we doing here?" And it literally takes these catastrophic events like that, where someone loses their life, to go, "Hey, wow, well, this has really gotten out of control." Or we shouldn't that that this shouldn't be. This person has due process. They have rights, and and yes. this is now violating their rights. Because for the last, because let's say 1985. Well, for the last hundred years, that's how policing was done in the U.S. It was the guys running, let's shoot yep. him. But, but no one. It took it took to 1985 to someone go, what the hell are we doing? And then everyone looked. at Right, you right. Go, well, but, it, you, you, but but that's it certainly what I'm didn't
1: take the police. It certainly the police didn't go, Hey, what are we doing here? Do you get what I'm trying to say? No offense to the police. The police were following their orders, but so were the people in fucking Nuremberg. So we can't just categorize it. You get what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm, I'm so violently in agreement with you. You know why? Because police work was tough back in the day and we had to fight our way out of it. We couldn't think our way out of it. We had big metal flashlights. We had sap gloves and slapjacks and, and dump pouches for more ammo because we accepted that Brian and we unknowingly fed the beast year after yes. year by accepting that once somebody stepped back and said, I'm a Newton you know, here we are back to Martin Luther at the church door. Yeah. Once somebody stood back and said, maybe we can think our way out of this. Maybe we can change this the way it worked. And there, there you go. Tennessee versus Garner is one such law. There's many Yeah. But in police work, police work improved, Brian. And, and you know what? They weren't hiring cops for their brain a hundred years ago. They were hiring a cop that had to be at least six foot tall, at least 185 pounds. They had to be ready to fisticuffs on on the street. We've changed. Culture, society has changed and improved. We have to continue that procedure by not backsliding, by looking at the core values and saying, what's our desired end state next for the next five years? I'm in total agreement with you. Why can't we approach it that way? And and why does the news media uh, seem to want to... Oh, I don't... The the uh, band. I know you never want to hear that, Brian. I'm so. Well, I don't. That, I don't care. Like the the by the, news.
0: the whole oh the media. Like I don't that that argument's been around for hundreds of years. I don't. it's, yeah, just, I don't know, it's but, not but but
1: that doesn't make it any more right. That that's it's not like that he, it's he right. I just about
0: the defense attorney. It, it's when,
1: when you start talking about uh, stuff in the media and an autopsy and saying the kill shot and doing those things. What you're doing is you're whipping people into a frenzy that are going to act. There are certain people. Look, the less education that you have as a copper the less worldly you are the higher level of violence you'll use to solve the same problem and and i i don't think communities are any different
0: yeah these are getting these are complicated topics that you know someone's yep. trying to provide a simple answer for you whether that's a politician or 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 yep. or or a, or a news, newspaper news article, or news right news show they're just gonna i'm gonna hey i'm just gonna siphon this really complicated issue down into something i can put on the drop of your tongue because it's that simple yeah go go after yourself but uh the, those things have, have rarely ever been been covered in depth i mean occasionally you get it but then what is it that's a that's the big long you know 15 page story that shows everything but no one wants right. to read that so nobody ever has yeah right. So, right. so so it's I, a
1: pulitzer prize winner brian but nobody's yeah, ever read it right? yeah
0: no one's ever read it uh and and i think um I can't remember where I was going with that. Uh, uh, No, what I was going to bring up was uh, not not so much the media and how they cover it. I I don't care. It's about, um, um, you know, where, where to start, right? So all of these examples that you brought up were, were small town issues. And so you go to a place like, you know, Los Angeles or Atlanta or Chicago or New York or, or Boston, or any big city, I don't care, Dallas, even even if you've got 100,000 or, or 200,000 people in your city, not necessarily, you know, 10 million or whatever, um, you know, everyone goes, Well, how do you do that at scale? We need comprehensive reform. And it's got to, it's like, no, you you start, you take one neighborhood and what, take one precinct at a, at a yes. police uh, agency. One, just one, just one. That's all you have to do is one. If you can prove your concept in one, on one street in one neighborhood, then you can start to worry about scaling it because that's that's always the biggest thing. And I, I mean, even when we talk about to, with different folks and, hey, this is how you attack it. Yeah, but you're just, how is this company, you're just your small company with this big force, how are you supposed to scale that? Like, Stop, you, you, you haven't even fully understood what we're talking about yet. Exactly. And you're already talking about scaling, just stop there. And I think yeah, that's and important. And we've but, but done it.
1: We've proven it over and over. But, but the idea, they, the they idea they is, is
0: that even some of the places we talk about, where like you know, I gave the example from Chicago the other week um, about the guy doing you know cognitive behavioral therapy on all of these yes. you know uh, great uh, plan. former uh, inmates with, as they're coming out, basically these different criminals. And yeah, let's say it only affects a few of them, but but that those positive effects last generations because now you just took their life and you sent it on a new direction. And that means that affects everyone they know in their life and their children and the next generation. So you don't, it, the, the problem with these, like we said, those knee jerk reactions is we're not taking into account those second, and third order effects, the next generation, the next years in that neighborhood. So if you just start in one, you yes. can slowly grow it from there. You gain that foothold and, okay, we this worked for this block, let's get the next block on board. Let's get the next block on board. Let's get the next block on board. Over the, and, the, and so if you're, incremental and, and, change works. Right. And we talk about it from a from, uh, uh, police and prosecu- uh, prosecutor type standpoint, that's where you can make that change in those neighborhoods. And you just start with one. Once you have that one on board, you let it go and let it continue. I mean, you you have to continue to nurture that. So now, like you said, Greg, over over a twenty year career, yeah, it didn't seem like much at first. Definitely not the first month. Definitely not the first year. Definitely not two years. Really, in was right. was kind of tough. But but wow, I look back in twenty years, and wow, that entire area is completely different now. I mean, Definitely. that that's what you're looking for. Well,
1: let me give you that example, Brian, and and I'll ask you to follow my example with your own. Uh, you're born and bred in Chicago, and I'm born and bred in Detroit. So. I will give you an example of on the streets of Detroit today, uh, you have communities that are banding together, that have markets, they have uh, uh, areas where they're growing vegetables and yep. you've got craft people that like are homesteaders together, out there, yeah. And they've got, well, but, but people right now are going, that's the rebirth of Detroit. Now that's what Detroit, that's what built Detroit back in the day. We were trading with the indigenous population and we had the farms and the homestead and this guy had this thing and he said, wow, wouldn't it be great to have the internal combustion engine to, you know, uh, facilitate this. So they've taken a look back to take a look forward and it's working. Okay. If it can work there, it can work anywhere. And I, and I, I, the final thing before I throw it to Chicago, I sound like I'm anti-police. I love police. I love the best police officers and administrators I've met while I was on the road. And since I hate shitty cops and bad cops. And that's the ones that I'm talking to right now, because all you are doing is giving the entire uh, uh, profession a black eye. Get out of the way and let this change happen. So Detroit is showing that they have the wherewithal. Brian, what about Chicago?
0: Well, it's it's the the same issue. You know, I mean, Chicago has always been still sometimes is a a corrupt city, and that that corruption, you know, lasts generations. Right? It doesn't doesn't change quickly. It doesn't heal quickly. It takes takes a long time. Um, so the, these are all, these are all issues that, that need to be taken into account, but, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of where do we start and where do we go, right? Cause you brought it up at the beginning is if we're starting here at, at this, this base community level, then it can go to a city level. But, um, I, again, think it's, it's gotta start with, you know, to me, the, the police reform is the, the policy reform, right? To, to me, the police reform is the prosecutor. Prosecutorial reform, right? What are we What are we trying to do here, and and that affecting that change on the ground doesn't have to take a lot of calories, right? It's a new way to approach. It's a new way to look at things, which is hard because change is difficult, right? You know the 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 successful reasons why we get here are also our, our biggest hindrances sometimes, right? The the the. What what we've done before in the past is is what gets a, gets in the way of us going forward in the future. So walking that yep. balance between what what lessons are learned and how do we learn from it and how do we come up with new ideas that aren't just going to fail miserably and and lead to some other policy, um, I think that's everything that needs to be taken into account. Craig,
1: I, I would say uh, two things to to yours because I agree with the direction that we've been going. Uh, one, we got to get rid of the term reform, and we've got to change it, for example, to something like improvement, because if we spend more time, if we spend more money, if we uh, raise the bar, uh, we will have people that will achieve that just like the Olympics and they'll go past that. Uh, that's what we want. We want the best and the brightest on the street. We have to pay them more money. We have to educate them more. And we have to train them more. That's my line in the sand for anybody that wants to come get some. My second part of that is uh, that you have to take a look at how much uh, this is like dieting. Uh, you can get the quick fix on television and at the bottom of it, it says, as long as you have a healthy workout regimen and diet, this will probably work and you'll lose about three, uh, uh, pounds a week, or you can go for something like liposuction or cold this and that and the other, which may or may not work. What you have to do is take a look and say, do I want to diet or do I want to get a healthy lifestyle? Do I want to increase my longevity or do I want to get in better shape? What is it that you want? And then go after it. And I'll tell you, there's no pill that you're going to put on your tongue other than arsenic that's going to give you immediate results. Arsenic will probably work. You'll probably lose a lot of weight almost immediately, I should say. But uh, I'm telling you, Brian, stop thinking scale and start thinking intervention. Because the intervention that we can do today can save lives tomorrow. And we can build incrementally to make it better.
0: Well, that goes into uh, my saying of, well, I mean, it's not just mine, but um, no <laughs> uh, think inside the box, right? Yeah. Um, no, I love that. I and, love that. And it's, this is where I, it's like when, whenever we go into any area or work with any group organization, I don't care who it is. Like they're already the experts at what they do. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to never come in and tell people, well, this is how you should do things. I always say, you know, this is, and there's, the, the good thing and the bad thing is take a look around the room that you know all of the answers are in here that's a good thing because we don't have to go search for them and then sometimes it's a bad thing because you take a look around and go Oh shit this is all we got it's like yep this is all we got so let's go forward with it and and that's important to to look at because like you just said let's not call police reform i i i yeah i kind of see where you're going with that and i i get what you mean and i always go back to Think inside the box. What do we have right now? What has worked before? What do we need to do that we can either continue doing, do better, change or modify, and then then get better results out of it? And that thinking inside the box is, you know, because that goes to thinking inside the community, thinking inside the city, thinking inside this, because... I mean, otherwise you got what? You got the Department of Justice coming down saying, "Oh, I'm going to start pointing fingers and we're going to start lopping heads off." Uh, meaning we're going to cut the heads off the snake and we're going to change this and get rid of that. Well, yeah. you're gonna you're you're gonna lose a lot by by doing that. And and just because the federal agency comes in doesn't necessarily mean they have the right answers for what works locally uh, on the ground because they could come in and to the example you did in Colorado, Greg. They can come in and say, "Hey, man, that's illegal." Yep. You're supposed to arrest those that's,
1: people. Uh, that's why I can't, uh, to this point, no, I can't apologize. Yeah, but but
0: you, you get what I'm saying. I do. Me, I should, so.
1: absolutely do. You know, it, it, we have to define what a win looks like. And we got to listen to Shelly and celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Because if we don't, what we're going to do is we're going to say the problem's too big. We're going to make a knee jerk fix that's going to make us do the so there. And we're going to walk away from it. And it's going to be the same problem next year, next month, and an hour from now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, again, to, to loosely answer the question of where do we start? I, and I think it really is those policies and procedures at law enforcement and the, your, your, your local district attorney. Um, where do we meaning- start here?
1: When do we start today? And it doesn't have to be all in today, Brian. It can be a little at a time.
0: It, it's one it's always uh uh one thing at a time right one one problem at a time one step at a time i go back to uh <clears throat> you read um read the book on um i think it was by was it by eric caney who, who you know, documented uh, the start of, of uh delta force and their first mm-hmm. you know mission uh in iran to rescue the hostages that went to went to shit and uh one of the one of the delta guys on you know, went on the ground there when they called the mission was scrub, The inbound helos, hey, we don't have this. There's too many storms. All this, whatever happened, then what happened is they were refueling on the ground out there, and then there was explosion. They cut fuel line, went off. All this, all the problems that happened, right? So the the mission was scrubbed before those right yep. things actually went. But so one of the guys, you know, goes, all right, well, this is scrub. This sucks. Got back, you know, got on the C-130, sat down. And uh, just took a nap. He's like, "All right, well, this mission's over. I'm going to sleep. It's middle of the night, whatever, right?" So he falls asleep. He uh, wakes up, and the airplane is on fire. So he has no idea what's going on, no idea what happened outside, but the C-130 he's in, you know, is on fire. So he gets up, jumps up, you know, runs over to the door, and immediately jumps out, goes into it like he's going to do a parachute fall, and just. Bam hits the ground ten feet below, or whatever it is you know gets up, goes oh shit, runs away from the plane, you know as it's going on fire. And the guy was asking him, he's like, well, wait a minute, like what happened? He's like, well, I had thought that you know we were already in flight, we were out of there, we were in the middle of the air, and then you know the airplane was on fire, so like you know things have gone wrong. There was no one in there, so I I got out. And he's like, were you wearing a parachute? He's like, no, I wasn't. He's like, so you you jumped out of the plane you thought was in flight without a parachute on? What were you thinking? He's like, right. hey man one problem at a time. And I, That's great. I, I love that story because it's the ultimate like, yeah. look, this is what's happening right now. Let's deal with that. Yeah. And then we can go from there. Um, but, but I think where to start um, is those uh, policies and procedures. And you got to get those people involved to take a look at how we can deal with it. And I think at a local level, it can really be done and it's hard to get specific about it because each one is a little bit different. Like I said, Atlanta's different than Dallas, which is different than Los Angeles, which is different than Tulsa, which is different than North Macedonia. Shout out to, Shout to out everyone. to them.
1: Nice, uh, <laughs> so, France, yeah. uh, and Greece Our friends in Japan and, and uh, our friends at the RCMP. And of course down under, but Brian, you're exactly right. The idea is that things will change even left to their own devices. The cream will rise from the top, but the torrent, the, the, turbidity, the turbulence that we're feeling in America right now should go to change, uh, 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 and it should start with the policies and procedures. And I'm telling you, if you want to instrument change in your small community, first things first is the prosecuting attorney's office. Go with and give them the marching orders. This is what we want, and this is what we don't want.
0: I don't think they're getting enough criticism because they do internally in cities and then they go, OK, fine, we'll stop prosecuting these. I mean, th- and then that leads to then the, again, the situation I, I talked about at the beginning, then the police officer going, well, wait a minute, this guy's I know these guys. These guys are right. brutal dudes in this neighborhood. We have to put them up. We have to lock them away. Like these are the yep. same guys I'm locking up all the time that are doing all the crime in this neighborhood. And the prosecutors are deciding, no, we're not going. This is now what we're going to do. We're not going to prosecute these. It's like, well, you're not taking into account what's happening on the street. Right. So, you're well, and, and
1: and even if they are, Brian, they have to be, uh, uh, the public information officer for that community. They have to come out and they have to tell the parents and the victims and the parents of the victims. They have to say, this was my ruling. This is what I decided to do. And it's in the best interest of the community. And guess what? If it isn't vote them out, they're voted in vote them out.
0: Yeah. that's well, a, it's a good, good point to kind of, kind of end on there unless you had any other. No, uh, I love your background.
1: Here. I love your background. It almost want, it makes me want to order a, a coffee mug from the left to Greg. That's beautiful. Did you build that entire sound studio yourself, or
0: for those of you, you just listening, okay? I have a Zoom background up for Greg, and I'm in a what appears to be a studio. Um, so now I have this, and it actually looks like I have. There's a chair in the photo, and it looks like I'm almost sitting in the chair. It really it's right does. behind me. So that's pretty cool. All right. Well, th- thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, please, uh, those of you who've reached out with questions and everything, please keep them coming. Left of Greg at gmail.com. Uh, I, I do answer them. Sometimes it might take a little bit of time when I get slammed with stuff, but I will absolutely answer your questions. Um, thank you for, the different, for all the feedback we've been getting. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We have the Patreon account that we're adding stuff to. We got all kinds of free content on there right now. You can find that link. All of those links actually in the episode details below. And then also, if you could give us a, a rating review, five stars, hopefully, um, that would really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends about it. Don't forget that training changes behavior. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Like we said at the beginning, you can always reach out to us at at gmail.com. Check all the links in the episode details. Uh, We've got stuff to our social media, our website, and our Patreon account. It's a few bucks a month. We put stuff on there every couple weeks, little episode extras, tutorials. We have a whole bunch of our webinars that explain kind of who we are, what we do, and how to apply it. Thanks again. And if you enjoyed it, please tell your friends about it and share it with others.